0: It's time to relax, grab a drink, pull up a chair by the hearth, and have a seat in the skald Circle to listen to the tale of The Nurse from Japanese folklore, as told by Casimir. Before we begin our story, we wanted to remind you that we release new tales for free every week. Our shorter tales release on Wednesdays, and our longer chapter stories release on every other Saturday. Find out when you can hear them on our website, at thescaldcircle.com, and be certain to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. That way, you'll never miss out on one of our enchanting tales from around the world. And this is the tale of The Nurse. Irei the samurai was wedded to a fair wife and had an only child, a boy called Fugiwaka. Ide was a mighty man of war, and often as not he was away from home upon the business of his liege lord. So the child Fujiwaka was reared by his mother and by the faithful woman his nurse. Matsu was her name, which is, in the speech of the country, the pine tree. And even as the pine tree, strong and evergreen, was she, unchanging and enduring. In the house of Ide there was a very precious sword. A foretime, a hero of Ide's clan slew eight and forty of his enemies with the sword in one battle. The sword was Ide's most sacred treasure. He kept it laid away in a safe place with his household gods. Morning and evening, the child Fugiwaka came to make salutations before the household gods and to reverence the glorious memory of his ancestors. And Matsu, the nurse, knelt by his side. Morning and evening. Show me the sword, O Matsu, my nurse, said Fugiwaka. And Omatsu made the answer, Of surety, my lord, I will show it to you. And she brought the sword from its place, wrapped in a covering of red and gold brocade. She drew off the covering, and she took the sword from its golden sheath and displayed the bright steel to Fukiwaka. The child made obsescence till his forehead touched the manse. At bedtime, Omatsu sang songs and lullabies. She sang this song, Sleep, my sweet child, sweetly sleep. Would you know the secret, the secret of the hair, O Neninyama? Sleep, my little child, sweetly sleep. You shall know the secret, O the august hair of Neninyama. How augustly long are his ears. Why should this be so, O best beloved? You shall know the secret, his mother ate the bamboo seeds. Hush, hush, his mother ate the lokat seed. Hush, hush, sleep, my little child, sweetly sleep. No, you know the secret.' Then Omasu said, "'Will you sleep now, my lord Fugiwaka?' And the child answered, "'I will sleep now, Omatsu. "'Listen, my lord,' she said, "'and sleeping or waking remember. "'The sword is your treasure. "'The sword is your trust. "'The sword is your fortune. "'Cherish it, guard it, keep it. "'Sleeping or waking, I will remember,' said Fugiwaka. "'Now in an evil day,' The mother of Fugewaka fell sick and died. And there was mourning in the house of Ide. Howbeit, when years were past, the samurai took another bride, and he had a son by her, and called him Goro. And after this, Ide himself was slain in an ambush, and his retainers brought his body home and laid him with his father's. Fugewaka was the chief of the house of Ide. But the lady Sadako, his stepmother, was ill pleased. Black mischief stirred in her heart and she bent her brows and she brooded as she went her ways, bearing her babe in her arms. At night she tossed upon her bed. My child is a beggar, she said. Fugiwaka is the chief of the house of Ide. Evil fortune betide him. It is too much, said the proud lady. I will not brook it, my child a beggar. I would rather strangle him with my own hands. Thus she spoke and tossed upon her bed, thinking of a plan. When Fuguwaka was fifteen years old, she turned him out of the house with a poor garment upon his back, barefooted, with never a bite, nor a sup, nor gold piece to see him on his way. Ah, Lady Mother, he said, you use me ill. Why do you take my birthright? I know not of birthright, she said. Go, go make your own fortune if you can. Your brother Goro is the chief of the house of Ide. With that, she bade them shut the door in his face. Fuguwaka departed sorrowfully and at the crossroads, O-Matsu, his nurse, met him. She made herself ready for a journey. Her robe was kilted, and she had a staff in her hands and sandals on her feet. My lord, said she, I am come to follow you to the world's ends. Then Fugawaka wept and laid his head upon the woman's breast. Ah, said he, my nurse, my nurse, and, he said, what of my father's sword? I have lost the precious sword of Ide. The sword is my treasure, the sword is my trust, the sword is my fortune. I am bound to cherish it, to guard it, to keep it, but now I have lost it. Woe is me, I am undone, and so is all of the house of Ide. Oh, say not so, my lord, said Matsu. Here is gold. Go your way, and I will return and guard the sword of Ide. So Fugiwaka went his way with the gold that his nurse gave him. As for Omatsu... She went straight away and took the sword from its place where it lay with the household gods, and she buried it deep in the ground until such time as she might bear it in safety to her young lord. But soon the Lady Sadako became aware of the sacred sword, and that it was gone. It is the nurse, she cried. The nurse has stolen it. Some of you bring her to me. Then the Lady Sadako's people laid their hands roughly on Omatsu, and brought her before their mistress. But for all they could do, Omatsu's lips were sealed. She spoke never a word. Neither could Lady Sadako find out where the sword was. She pressed her thin lips together. This woman is obstinate, said she. No matter. For such a fault, I know the sovereign cure. So she locked Omatsu in a dark dungeon and gave her neither food nor drink. Every day, the Lady Sadako went down to the dark door of the dungeon. Well, she said... Where is the sword of Ide, will you say? But Amatsu answered not a word. Howbeit she wept and sighed to herself in the darkness. Alas, alas, never alive may I come to my young lord. Yes, he must have the sword of Ide, and I shall find a way. Now, after seven days, the Lady Sadako sat in the garden house to cool herself, for it was summer. The time was evening. Presently she saw a woman that came towards her through the garden flowers and trees. Frail and slender was the woman. As she came, her body swayed and her slow steps faltered. Why, this is so strange, said the Lady Sadako. Here is Omatsu that was locked in the dark dungeon. She sat still watching. But Omatsu went to the place where she had buried the sword and scratched at the ground with her fingers. There she was, weeping and moaning and dragging at the earth. The stones cut her hands and they bled. Still she tore away the earth and found the sword at last. It was in its wrappings of gold and scarlet. She clasped it to her bosom with a loud cry. Woman, I have you now, shrieked Lady Sadako, and the sword of Ide as well. And she leapt from the garden house and ran at full speed. She stretched forth her hand to Kacho Matsu by the sleeve, but did not have her or the sword either, for both of them were gone in a flash and the lady beat the empty air. Swiftly, she sped to the dark dungeon, and as she went, she called her people to bring torches. There lay the body of poor Omatsu, cold and dead upon the dungeon floor. "'Send me the wise woman,' said Lady Sadako. So they sent for the wise woman, and Lady Sadako asked, "'How long has she been dead?' The wise woman said, "She starved to death. She's been dead for two days.' It were well you give her a fit burial. She was a good soul. As for the sword of Ide, it was not found. Fukuwaka tossed to and fro upon his lowly bed in the wayside tavern. It seemed to him that his nurse came to him and knelt by his side. Then he was soothed. Omatsu said, Will you sleep now, my lord Fukuwaka? He answered, I will sleep now, Omatsu." Listen, my lord, she said, and sleeping or waking remember, the sword is your treasure, the sword is your trust, the sword is your fortune. Cherish, guard, and keep it. The sword was in its wrappings of gold and scarlet, and she laid it by Fugawaka's side. The boy turned over to sleep, and his hands clasped the sword of Ide. Waking or sleeping, I will remember. And that is the tale of the nurse from Japanese Folklore. Thank you for listening to our story. If you enjoyed it, we recommend taking a look at our Patreon page, as noted in the description below. You can earn great rewards while also supporting us to keep these stories alive for generations to come. Also, remember to subscribe to us on your podcast app and leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this story. A special thank you to Cat for their support this month. Without your contribution, we wouldn't be able to continue these stories, and we truly appreciate it. Visit theScaldCircle.com to stay up to date with all of our current events, news, and much more. Not only that, but you can also visit our story archive of every tale we have ever told. It's sorted by origin and region for the convenience of your listening pleasure. Thank you for listening to our story.